Welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story Hotel, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. You can find all of our stuff on baldmove.com. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we're talking about episode 503, Mommy. Mommy. It's all about the kids. About them kids. And uh, what did you think of the episode as my voice goes up three octaves? I thought it was good um for just being you know your boilerplate um plot development moving the train forward type of episode you know we've laid some groundwork and some things are gonna happen i thought it was really good i was about to call it excellent until i feel like they kind of pulled their punches with donovan and his mom at the end i was really interested in seeing where that was going um i thought some of the stuff with alex was pretty creaky like, I don't yeah. get her at all, and I feel like John... Like, I desperately want to defend Chloe Savini, but I can't. I, yeah. She hasn't... She's got to give me something to work with. I feel like Scarlett and John are well shot of her in her current emotional uh, state. So, and I thought there was a lot of really creepy things here. Some mm-hmm. some effective jump scares I didn't see coming, and, you know, so I don't, what do you call that when it's... I guess it is a jump scare when they just show, like, the addiction monster for one frame. Yeah. And then they do the, you know, whatever music. Yeah. The the minor chords, the shrill chords, <laughs> the jump scare violin strings. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, get into the recap and see what happens. Sure. Capping. So um, we open with Tristan going back into the same room where he first met Mr. March and trying to get his attention. Is it March or Marsh? March. Oh, okay. I thought it was Marsh. March. Founder of the convenience store based in Indiana. <laughs> no, he's uh, Mr. March, who the month is named after. Ah. Fact. Gotcha. Um, so Mr. March shows up and he says that he knows all about him and they want to continue killing together. I think they're making an alliance here. And then he shows him as an example of all the things he's proud of, the black closet. Which I know you disagreed with me, but I thought that that spiky thing in the back of the wall was reminiscent of the addiction monsters rape device. I, I guess in the sense that they're broadly phallic shapes, sure. And but silver. the addiction monster has a uh, a chromed spiral drill bit for a a raping utensil. This is just uh. So I guess the deal is you get someone scared and they run to the closet for safety and they impale themselves. Yeah, that's the that's the gag. Yeah. That's that's the gag right there. Okay, that's it. Uh, I so, I you know I hate Evan Peters. Yeah, I like, know you do. I think, and he, I agree with you. But I think he's really is this really working for me? What he's doing with this character? I don't know about all that, but the googling dialogue I thought was really funny. Like if you went Sounds to obscene. someone, yeah, sometimes he's like, I just I just googled you. Oh my, my thighs are moistened. I I thought, that, yeah. That sounds obscene, Gross. too. Yeah, that is obscene. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they are interrupted by Will Drake and his son giving Claudia a tour of the... I'm going to continue to say that this is the seventh floor. It's the seventh floor, right? Oh, okay. I thought it had num- room numbers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
So they find Tristan alone, and Will notices that his scar has magically he- healed, and he doesn't. He's got look- a really good plastic surgeon. This is California. Yeah, and he just went to a spa, got some rest, so all that you know, haggard drug abuse sure. look is just that just goes away. He's clean, it's clean living. That's what the people of meth don't tell you. Just mm-hmm. get some rest, and you yeah. know, it just clean right up. Go to a spa. <laughs> Go to bed, bed body works. Spend about fifty bucks, and then you'll be good. Yeah. Good to go. Um, so he kicks him out, and then Will Drake and Claudia and his son leave, and Mister March and Miss Evers appear again, and they are concerned about losing their hotel. Sure. And Tristan then promises that he will take care of it. So, I have some thoughts about this, but I'll get to it later. With uh, Tristan and Do you think that Will Drake's Elizabeth. son, uh, who's douche, what's his name? Oh, God. Lachlan. 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 Uh, do you think that he knows his dad is gay? Yeah. Hmm. I just thought, like, I don't know. There's a sen- sen- There is a certain amount of blase quality to, like, you know, I won't be a deposit in your bank bank man and he goes you just got owned dad like how old do you think lachlan is 11 no fucking way is his balls dropped or he's got fuzz on his cheek oh no i'm just trying to i'm just trying to get an idea no absolutely they do because he's i mean think about the he's in the fashion world and his son is obviously there when he was talking to scarlet he said this is my millionth fashion show I mean, the kid, he's been around. So, so he's been around a bunch of flighty models and the, yeah. his dad's been playing grab ass with. And it's kind of like a roll your eyes at phenomenon at this point. All right. Yeah, exactly. All right. I'm feeling Lachlan now. Yeah. Do you think that he's... was So, okay, I like that theory, but do mm-hmm. you think that this coarsening of his character is meant to represent some kind of corruption from the Elizabeth, the, the Gaga faction? Because she introduced him to her world. He's not blonde, Lachlan. Yeah. He's not blonde yet or anything like that, but... I don't have any idea what they're going to do with this character besides him to just point things out to people. Okay. <laughs> like, show Scarlet to Holden or say own. Makes a fine fine plot device, sure. Yeah. I don't know. They'll figure something out. He'll die next, I guess. Um. So we go back to the anti-vaxxer mom's house. Ugh. Um, and we're let in with Alex monologuing in the creepiest way. Monotoning. Yeah. <laughs> about wanting to be the best pediatrician possible and not wanting to ever be a mom and not wanting to ever do anything else. Then the condom broke. And then, she, yeah. Then she trip slipped and fell into having two kids. <laughs> it wasn't until she had the second one. obscene. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until she had the second one that she actually loved anything. Um, and he smelled like fresh lavender because why not? Her Look, vagina is a lavender field, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, baby's heads smell great. It is kind of narcotic-like, but it does not in any universe smell like lavender. This, yeah, no, nope. I mean, baby's heads smell adorable. They do. They're such a That's good part smell. of the fucking evolutionary trick they play on you to get them to to you to love a screaming shit monster. Yeah, I think they just probably had to put it into context for Scarlet to have words to put on yeah, it later. Yeah, it's true. She says his baby smells. He he's got he smells like baby head like that. Yes, yeah. but lavender. Like I don't know. Like those baby head candles we have in the house. Here's the thing: this <laughs> this monologue 
came across like the way Bella talks about Edward in the Twilight Saga. Like it's yeah, just it's bad. Really... I can like it was delivered so monotone, and also just the way it was written wasn't great. Which this, I mean, so every time the show starts to do this, I'm like, oh god, this is creepy and gross. I'm like, oh wait, this is an American this horror. Is Maybe this is supposed to make me feel uncomfortable and make me think that you know this person is not all there and not quite have normal human feelings about things mm-hmm. although like i said i i don't want to like have a thousand screaming mothers in my mailbox fuck you my <laughs> children are my life like i get it i get it but this is a little bit to my mind more than that oh and yeah it's weird i mean especially okay. to say that she didn't even connect with her first child is what, what's, just... what's weird is because do you remember you, you and i both read the leftovers book yeah the nora durst chapters where she's keeping a journal about how she's dealing with losing her children yeah and how she was closer to the son than the daughter and right she's i thought that was a really great example of me really feeling someone's loss and feeling this emptiness when their family is gone and, and right. they've they've dealt with this and it's weird. It's 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 like he took those speeches and then put some creepy, you know, Oedipus complex stuff yeah. into it, reverse Oedipus complex stuff into it. Yeah, exactly. That's what you real know. love felt yeah. like. I've and I never, never felt loved... this with my husband. And well, no shit, your husband's not your. It's different. It's yeah. different. I I don't know. So then... I'm not connecting with her at all. No. And then we have another. She tried to. We didn't mention that she tries to kill herself too. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, sorry. So then uh, she gets to the point where Holden disappeared and she uh, just feels all this desperation as time goes by. And she says, I held on for Scarlet over the scene of her trying Killing to kill her. herself. Yeah, that's like a very <laughs> odd editorial choice. Like I held on for Scarlet. But again, we didn't have the connection, so I didn't really yeah. try very hard. Yeah, I yeah. held on with like a pinky and it <laughs> slipped. It was her fault, by the way. She wasn't really <laughs> holding on very well. Um, so then we get to present time where Alex is zoning out in family therapy with her daughter. And then she says that, uh, she reveals to them that Scarlett makes her feel angry because she thinks she's just telling them the story about Holden to try to hurt them. Which I thought like that. Like uh, how could you, how could you possibly interpret it that way? Yeah, like even like, if this, this is little... a little, this isn't a teenager. Like if it's a fifteen-year-old doing this, okay. But a guileless eight or nine-year-old, they they don't operate on that. When they say yeah. things, it's not to hurt you. It's to, uh, you know, it's it's some part it's of their fantasy you... world trying to make sense of itself and manifesting itself in that way. Yeah, and even she... if she was making it up, right. then she, I imagine she would be telling them the story to make them feel better or to get attention. Because of her brother being gone, she doesn't get it anymore from her mom. No, and I feel like a pediatrician, a pediatrician who's gone to med school and specialized in children. I'm, I'm, I get that she's not a psychologist, but some of this would be you'd be exposed to right. would understand all that. So this again increasingly feels like ham fisted and desperate. But again, it's American Horror Story, so maybe I'm supposed to th- feel that way about it. Yeah, I don't know, but um. Scarlet sets her straight here, I guess. She describes Holden living in a really cool video game room with giant vats of jelly beans. That sounds great. I don't know. I don't like jelly beans that much. Oh, uh, yes, true. Like that's true. maybe some Skittles or yeah. some chocolate candies. I don't yeah. know. Jelly beans all the time. Yeah, jelly bean. You get. You got to get the Skittles. You got to get the M&M's, peanut M&M's, almond M&M's. Yeah, there you go. 
Like, come on. Probably because jelly beans are the cheapest candy and she's going broke. Plus, the, and, and, oh, mm, there you go. Yeah. She takes all the stale jelly bellies. <laughs> yes. Um, and says that he lives in a glass coffin at the bottom of an This is where it starts pool. sounding less like a, uh, you know, a child fantasy and more like, ooh, this is creepy. Yeah. At the bottom of a swimming pool. And then she says that he smells like lavender, like the candles you keep in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're creepy mom and then alex sits up and takes notice so do you think she was starting to believe her at this time well i mean that's the whole thing they made this lavender so they can make this lavender connection and so she could have that like bolt of electricity go through yeah uh which is the first time you know chloe has looked alive this season i i don't know like again like this (sighs) yeah so let's just move on yeah let's just move on (laughs) So we go to Claudia in her room where there's no reception. She is getting ready for bed. This is our. This is a pretty scary. This is a legitimately pretty scary scene. Yeah. You got like she's looking in. I mean, she sees a jump scare from the addiction monster as a reflection on her night table. Yeah, and as no, 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 it's like a glass table in the bathroom. And as she jumps back, you see a shadow across the doorway. Yeah. So double creepy. But when she's in that bathroom and like you know she's getting everything all steamy, I'm like, oh man, she's gonna remake the the Freedom video, the oh. George Michael Freedom <laughs> video, and and thirteen uh, year old Aaron has fond memories of that video. I'm sure he does. So yes, reprise that role, Naomi. Make me a man again. <laughs> How old is she now? I don't know, but she still she, looks fantastic. I'm telling you, uh, yeah, it's and like, Angela Bassett, like you always, my goodness, you know, black, black does not crack. I believe is the expression. <laughs> and they these women look un I mean I if someone told me that they were glampires, actual glampires, I'd be like that that makes sense. Because yeah. they both look freaking amazing and that is like twenty seven years ago. How old is Kathy Bates? Twenty five years ago. In comparison to Angela Bassett, just out of curiosity. <laughs> yeah, there is no white doesn't crack. White gets busted. White cracks and pretty out. quickly. <laughs> white cannot resist the ravages of time nor gravity. <laughs> um, yeah, I bet she is sixty-seven. So, so she's Kathy, about Angela Bassett's ten years old, younger than Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yeah, and and to be fair, Kathy Bates when she's showing up at Academy appearances, I'm looking at some pictures of her now, and she's got some makeup, and she's not made out to look like this dowdy mom, you know, not like a mom, like literally like a mom. That's what she's being made out to look like. She she doesn't look quite like the the dumpster fire that Iris is. So fire. you've got you got people being made up to look extra dowdy and frumpy, and you got people made up to look extra beautiful and gorgeous. Yeah. Having said that, Naomi and Angela are bringing it. Yeah, they really are. Okay, so not Naomi. Claudia lays down and Gabriel breaks out of his sew-in mattress and starts to choke her. And then he gets free and stabs her to death with her own weapon. Scissors. Yes. And it's brutal. Like, blood spraying everywhere. So it isn't until he's dead or she's dead that he realizes that that is not the person he meant to kill. <laughs> um. I still, I would love you to would know. You would think you would make that connection instantly, but I don't know. I would like, and I'd like to know the metaphysics here of the bed sewing in and like what they're, what Sally's actually doing. Yeah, it seems like there's some sort of supernatural element sure. to it, but Gabriel did not succumb to that. Didn't he was he? not completely dead. I don't know. His, I don't know. 
Neither do I. But if you look at his face in the hospital scene later, it looks like his skin has started to rot already. Yeah, like he's it's, but he's dying of withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Which would be ironic way for an addiction monster to kill you. Yeah. Withdrawal. Yeah. So we go to now this I find to be one of the more bizarre scenes um mm-hmm. for logistical reasons. John is at a new the latest murder scene of the Ten Commandments killer. It is a office full of gossip columnists. And they all have their tongues nailed to their desks. Yeah, so I, w- this is essentially the same kind of scene that we got in the beginning, where John's investigating the 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 adultery murder, I guess, and the guy's super glued insider. And this is very tongue in cheek, kind of like openly parodying you mean tongue on desk, tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's tongue out of cheek, nailed to desk. But I thought this was, I actually got the humor of it because I'm more invested in this season and I get what they're trying to do. Right. And I wonder again if if episode one was less about sex, murder, murder, sex, sex, murder, murder. And like they waited and introduced the characters and then started getting into it in episodes two and three. Yeah. If I would have even batted an eye because I had a big grin on my face and uh, just, just a way he's like he's he stopped their tongues from wagging. I mean, it's it's very, very. Uh, what's that? Uh, CSI Miami. Yeah, and, and exactly. the way he's delivering, like sunglasses by sheer force of will are not sliding over his head. And, <laughs> yes, but I, 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 I get it, and I like it, and I'm kind of interested in this central Ten Commandments murder thing. Yeah. So then. So my question is, how did all of these people die at their desk? And why did everyone sit around and wait for their turn to have their tongue nailed to their desk? I guess that my idea... Like, they clearly seem to be alive from the shot we see of the woman being alive. And then another shot of a man... The woman is alive? What? What? There's a woman alive in the scene? No, not in the scene. But we saw a flashback of her getting her tongue nailed to the desk and she was screaming. Oh, that's true. And then you saw another man who had actually ripped his tongue out of his mouth trying to get away. Oh, see, I thought that he had just... His body had shifted weight and then the weight of his body detached his tongue post-mortem. But you're right. You're right. But also... He did nail that one woman's tongue to there alive. Maybe he tied him up first or he got... I don't know. I don't know. I I mean... it. It works. It looks cool, and it gets the point across. But, but it's, it's just one of those I need things to. If you start thinking about it for even thirty seconds, I need to know how it happened. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so John goes back to the hotel, and he's on the phone. And Gabriel runs out and runs into him, and uh, tells him that he didn't mean to kill her. And he's covered in blood. Yeah, and he wants help. Blood, not his own. Um, so, anything to say about that? Nope. Nope. So we go back to Will Drake is in his room pouring over some blueprints and Tristan just appears and scares him. It's another light jump scare for Will. And did you notice he's wearing that onk necklace that was mentioned uh-huh. in the last podcast? Uh-huh. Have we seen that before? Uh, isn't that what Gaga killed her first victims in that first episode with? No, her the finger sh- cuts, her finger or maybe that's what Donovan did. I thought I saw that neck. I thought I saw that blade necklace before. Yeah, because someone and it's one of Gaga's. No, someone emailed it to us and they said this is a ripoff from that movie, or uh, this is what that movie that this uh, that these people were yeah. based off of. Uh-huh, they all uh-huh. wore these onk necklaces that were knives to kill their victims. Oh well, maybe this is just an homage. Maybe that's why I'm thinking of it. 
is it an homage? I don't know. No, I. This, Where's the line between homage and you're just doing the same things? I, uh, I don't know, but I honestly think that's a boring conversation to have. Like, creative people remix stuff all the time, unless this is a direct, uh, actual ripoff of that of exactly but all he, the characters and plot. Then you're right. He didn't actually use it, so it doesn't matter. I mean, like, I um, think, like, say you took that exact movie and then you put it 200 years into the past. That's still not a fucking ripoff because unless that has no Im- uh, impact into the plot or characters. So it's like I, I'm pretty give creative types a pretty li- uh, wide leeway of what they can do in remixing and whatnot. As long as it's good. Robert Kirkman. <laughs> so Tristan tries to apologize to Will for his behavior at the fashion show and says, I'm better now. I'm clean. We used to get along when I was clean. And he starts to come on to him. Um Will Drake goes back to his blueprints and reveals that this is the original hotel blueprints, which do not match the current layout of the hotel. Um, he mentions that the third floor is the floor that doesn't have any rooms on it. Mm. So Tristan starts to kiss him. And then this is super trashy. It's not hot. Yeah. And that's, I guess, the the problem that I guess now I know that Will Drake has trashy taste in people. Yeah, because like even if well, he goes for the countess later. Uh, well, but she's like omnisexual, so but she's but, not trashy. No, she wasn't trashy. She's drinking very fine wine. But this guy is trashy, and yes. I kind of thought it was a little. It, it, I don't know. From what I thought, I knew of Will Drake, he wouldn't go for something like this. Right. I do like the line. Every he did come on. Thing he did, is hilarious. Yeah, he did rebuff him pretty hard, and Tristan came on to him really hard yeah so then you equally rebuff or just be like get the fuck out of here like i don't know what the hell's going on with you or your plastic surgeon but you are screaming hepatitis c and i want nothing want nothing yeah yeah but i don't know maybe these not vampires have the traditional vampiric trait of being ultra seductive like superhumanly so that you can't you can't really resist them do you if, think that they're being glamoured? I know, right? That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. And I, but uh, they're being glampired. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm getting that that maybe that's the case, which is why these like pretty juvenile attempts at seduction are working. Right. There's some kind of supernatural thing going on here. But lost a little, and, until I know that for sure, I feel like I've lost a little respect for for Will Drake and his his taste. Maybe, maybe that's why he's making Bermuda shorts with the uh, cannabis patterns on yeah, it. Maybe he's lonely. Mm. Um, so he goes to kill Will Drake and Elizabeth stops him from afar. She says, says, cool it. Cool it, man. And he leaves. Um, so we go to the hospital where Gabriel is being wheeled in and John is trying to get information out of him before he dies or goes into surgery or whatever you do to people like that. Maybe both. Um, why not both? (laughs) So Gabriel says it was Sally. It was that junkie whore. And then he dies. (laughs) So there's that. So John is back at the hotel. He goes straight to Claudia's room. So how did he know that Claudia was the one who, whose blood was all over Gabriel? Did we get any answer for that? No, I'm guessing because they didn't show. And I, I'm a kind of a fan of not leading me by the nose. I got that. He showed up and came out like a thundercloud to Kathy Bates or to live, live Taylor. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor and mm-hmm. said what the fuck is going on and you know he got that there was some hubbub around this room and she vacated and so mm-hmm. he went to go check it out 
Okay. It seems like a little of a bit of a leap, but you know. So Miss I got Chloe Savini being in love with a five year old. So what are you going to do? So uh, Miss Evers is changing the sheets, and Sally happens to have the room across from Claudia, and she says, "Um, that good riddance to those fashion people." And he starts to question her about Gabriel. And she says, I don't know him. I see tons of junkies and have sex with them and sew them in all the mattresses. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have all the diseases. And then she drops her Ten Commandment knowledge on him. Mm. She's toying with him at this point. Right, yeah. So I want to hear your thoughts on whether or not she's involved or if she has actually been in his room looking through his stuff. (sighs) Well, I, everyone in this hotel is involved, and I subscribe some... to the idea that Sally can't leave. Sure. Well, but then she left. She was trying to get back into the hotel. Oh, that's right. She did leave. So okay. But I don't. I don't know what the rules. I mean, we're starting to get. I feel, I feel like I'm getting one rule about the hotel a week, which is about what I think they want to be doing, so that this is interesting and kind of a mystery by the time Christmas rolls around. Right. So I'm fine with not knowing exactly how things are working so long as, in retrospect, everything will seem like it lines up and and, and didn't uh, violate anything. But I thought this was another great creepy, you know, again, this is like a trashy seduction, not hot. And I don't know that it was even working on John that much, but it's also very, you know, this wasn't seduction so much as psychological fucking with somebody. Yeah. And, you know, once the elevator starts strobing and the addiction monster starts coming up and jump scares, it's like, okay, well, this isn't so much seduction as it is some kind of uh, Hitchcock type thing. Right. So, yeah. So he arrests her. They go in the hell in the, the ele- elevator. The yeah, elevator. No, elevator. Um, <laughs> You're right the first time. And he goes for it for some reason. I, I don't know. I mean, again, like a man who seems to be very devoted to his wife and family and very focused. But they they made it clear that this is an altered state. And then if they mm. it wasn't clear enough, uh, you know, at the end of it, he kind of his eyes awaken and like it's a bright elevator and she's nowhere to be seen. Right. Which is why he thinks he's starting to go crazy. No, I I thought like again this this is all very shining, right? This is yeah. Jack Nicholson making out the corpse woman. Yeah, like, that's not something you would do. If you were in your right mind. So I will allow it. Well, I would thank you not to pass judgments on people. <laughs> hey, don't I... corpse shame. Don't <laughs> corpse shaming. Um, so... That woman's necrotic cellulite was just fine. <laughs> so we get a scene of Donovan and Iris together. Uh-huh. Donovan is coming into the hotel. Iris says, I found some neat apartments on Craigslist. Oh, Jesus, this scene. Why you would want to live in the same building that Whitey Boulder did, I don't know. Um, I think that's just a promotion for that movie Black Mass that just came out. Mm, mm. (laughs) And so she's under the impression that once Donovan leaves, that they're going to move in together. And so, yeah. And so he continues to, or he starts, or a campaign that I guess he started years ago trying to convince her that he hates her. And um, she says that I did everything for you. And she kicked his father out for Donovan. And then Donovan says that that's not what I wanted. My dad was a good person. We don't really get details on whether or not she made the right decision. Which is bad for me because I'm 
Something already... you need to know as a listener is that Kathy Bates, especially like the misery era Kathy Bates, looks uncannily like my mother, mm-hmm. who disowned a, me seven years ago. She's a real garbage person. Who also is a member of a uh, weirdo cult, who also did a lot of things she claimed was for us kids, but was also just transparently selfish things. Yeah, you know what? I have And is a no raging narcissist. Sympathy. And that's what I'm getting from this character. Right. And it's too much. It's, yeah. it's like, I'm like, yes, Donovan. I mean, I'm... I don't really want my mother to kill herself or anything like that. No, maybe he went a little bit too far, but I get the idea that he has been trying to get her to leave him alone for a long time. And yeah. so he felt like he needed to, I don't know, but just I need say to like, straight, I need to be like... very direct and straightforward and say, <laughs> I don't want you in my life anymore. If you have to kill yourself to do that, then so be it. It's a little harsh, but I I don't have any sympathy. Yeah, for Kathy like Bates. just get on with your life. I mean, Iris. But I don't know. I wasn't. You know, that's the thing. Like this guy, I'm assuming had it worse because he tried to kill himself to get out, and then she brought him back again, not for him, but for her. Right. So this this episode needed like a trigger warning for mother issues because I was like, it was fuck called this, mommy. fuck just... all this, fuck Kathy Bates, fuck Iris, fuck Sally. It was called fuck Donovan for good measure. Um, so, yeah. This Breatharian, did you know that's a real deal? I did, I looked it up, and, I mean, if that, if you're not convinced already that that she's a selfish, cruel person, Yeah. She dragged her young son into a cult. Where you don't eat. Where you don't eat. So, she, he's got a, a child that depends on her for sustenance, starving. And shitting himself at school. Yeah. That's gotta be... I mean, that's because she doesn't even so do breatharians, right? Because apparently she's stuffing him full of bran and fiber, which yeah, that's I not guess. how that. <laughs> no, of course. When I say that's not how that works, it's bullshit, right? Crazy, Looney it doesn't stuff. work. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, you will die. Breatharian is a death cult if you take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. So Donovan leaves to go make himself feel better. Just take the edge off. He feeds on some junkies on the. Um, Which did junkie was heroin he killing bridge. them? Because I thought he was just going around and like sucking up on their track. Their their that's what I thought needle too. wounds. What I'm like, oh, this is an interesting kind of vegetarian take on <laughs> vampires. That he's like maybe trying to repudiate his former and and like he'll be a heroic vampire now. Hmm. Um, but then it looked like he was going to try to kill who what turned out to be Angela Bassett, which is a spectacularly yeah. bad idea. Right. Like, of all the people to kill, maybe shouldn't have been that yeah, one. As soon as it was Andy, he should be, whoa, whoa, my mistake. I'm yeah. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he asks her if she's having car trouble, and then she's all in blur shots until she pushes her and she'll, she tases him. Mm-hmm. So tase me, bro, and pushes him into the trunk, and then we see it's Angela Bassett in her full glory, who we find out later. This is Ramona Royale. What a hell of a name. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alex is at the hotel meeting John for a drink and she said, or she tells him he looks terrible. He says that he hasn't been sleeping because of stuff and she tells him to have a drink. Mm-hmm. He says, why would you say that to me? Oh, Which- John, you don't have a drinking problem. <laughs> You're just obsessed with control. Yeah, and then she said... And and also then, an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think she's right about this before we get to dropping a D on him? Uh, do you think she's right that this is a compulsive need for self-control and not like a true addiction that he's staving off? 
I am not informed enough of the situation. No, I don't either. I know about one incident where he went on a bender. Mm-hmm. But if but, this is a habit he had before yeah. of drinking and being gone for time. Like, I feel like I'm, I mean, I subscribe to the theory that you, you, you party when times are good. You stay sober when times are bad. Just so something like this doesn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go on a bender, uh, the disappearance and probable murder of your child is an appropriate time to do to kind of fall apart and, and do self-destructive behavior like that. Yeah. Again, not a great idea in excess, but I'm not going to judge a person for doing it. So I don't know whose side to be on. I kind of sided John because Alex is a, a certifiable Looney Tune, as far as I can tell. Right. Um. Yeah, especially since she leads into the divorce with a funny quip. Well, you're going to need one here in a second. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Here's some papers. Presents him with the divorce papers. Um. Been funny yeah. she made it rain on him with the summons, just like here's a bunch of legal papers coming <laughs> your way. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention Liz Taylor in the scene. Hilarious. Scotch soda pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dennis O'Hare, I can't wait for the backstory right? of this character because I love it. Yeah. And plus he's got this world where like he feels like he's got it worse than everybody at this hotel, which we already know enough about the people in this hotel to know that they've had it pretty rough. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to finding out what's going on with him. And I I, I bet they make us wait. I like, know. I could see it like a post Christmas revelation. Yeah. The post break. <laughs> so Will or I'm sorry, John has a panic attack after being served with divorce papers and the realization that his marriage isn't actually working. And he's seeing things and he thinks he's actually going crazy. So they go back to the room. Mm-hmm. We go to a scene of Elizabeth pouring wine for Will Drake, and she drops a single drop on his uh, shirt mm-hmm. and then wipes it away without a single mark. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was just like, like a really... he's got a really hellaciously fine microfiber shirt that sheds wine like that, or yeah. whether that's was supposed to be a magic power. I find it entirely plausible that he... that type of shirt exists, and that's the sure. person who would own it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so she's been whining and dining well all night mm-hmm. and she finally reveals her plan that Will Drake has to die. So I think it's going to be a Madonna type of reinvention tour that Will sure. Drake's about to go on. Yeah. And the change he's about to undergo is a violent shift to heterosexuality. Yeah. Because Lady Gaga can fuck the straight in any man, apparently. But or fuck the gay in any woman. Why are they going with that, though? Bisexuality is a real thing, right? Sure. So, that's happening. But also, he says, I'm not bisexual. I am gay. Like, if you identify as gay, then then that... I'm just saying this plot would work much better if he was bisexual. Trying but again, to, trying she's to... got the supernatural... That's what I'm saying. Like... Uh, I, I guess it's not offensive to me that she can seduce a gay man. I'm just if... saying they're, they're propagating this myth that you can just fuck the gay away. Yeah. Like send him to a Christian know, camp with a bunch of women. Certainly. And, that's, no, that is a bit problematic. But uh, I know for a fact Gag- Lady Gaga is aware of that and Ryan Murphy's aware of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to subvert that stereotype she somehow. Was, yeah. He's not going to go for it when it comes down to... No, I don't. I, I don't know about that, but I'm saying he's going to do something more interesting than her, her. And also, I don't know, maybe he thinks it's privately funny. Like, you know, that's always a joke amongst people is like, I'm not gay, but, you know, this person is... Blah. If I was going to be gay with anybody, it'd be like... And, you know, guy, that's the thing. It's like, Gaga can be like, again, 
a slightly more feminine version of Marilyn Manson, which is to say not very feminine at all, not very sexy at all, to like uh flawless skin sex bot <laughs> and 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 kind of from scene to scene and outfit to outfit and makeup to makeup. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I guess in this universe, if you're dealing with a glampire that's played by Lady Gaga, I would believe she could seduce any person. Right. That's kind of her superpower. So she uses her superpower on him and he gets rock hard before Mm -hmm. Tristan walks in and says, who said you could eat out of my dish, man? Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 pretty pretty funny. Um, She says, I'll call you later. So Tristan follows uh, Elizabeth down to the hotel bar where she is enjoying the rest of that very fine wine whose name I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. And she reveals her plan to Tristan. And she says... I think it was three buck Chuck. <laughs> three buck Chuck. It's actually four buck Chuck now. Oh, well. Woo-hoo. Got to drink <laughs> with my pinky out now, I guess. <laughs> um. She says that I'm not rich anymore. I used to be rich before Bernie Madoff took all of her money. When was that? Uh, that just happened, like in the last decade or so. It did. Okay. Maybe as a night. Yeah. No. Um. So here's the thing. Like, you're a hundred year old, world wise and worldly vamp glampire, and you've never heard of a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I mean, no one says that she's she's financially smart. I, I mean, I get the opinion that she is just shacked up with wealthy people and inherited their wealth after they die. You right. do that a couple of times and, and you're in, in like Flynn. She's about to do it again. So in that case, why the hell was she wanting to invest her money with Bernie Madoff anyway? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she was it trying was to save up to for do. the Mona Lisa or something. <laughs> yeah. So her plan is to marry Will and take his money and then kill him. Which suddenly Tristan is totally on board with. Yeah. She, he's like, oh, I see what you're doing here. Wait, why was he upset that Elizabeth was making out with Will Drake? Because she said, you're you're mine. You're my one and only. And that implies a certain level of... It seems like this is something that she does. She inspires these strong but feelings. But earlier in, in this episode, then, Tristan came on to Will Drake. But that was, he knew that was just to murder him. He was just going to, he had to knife out. Like, I guess if he slunk in there and he had, she had to knife out and it was like, oh, you wanted to kill him, my mistake, he would understand that. But there was no, I mean, th- this was nothing about love or even lust. It was, he just wanted to feed. Well, plus he wanted to carry out JPM's will. Right. Um. So... Alex is giving John some of her favorite sleepy time pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, chew- he chews them up. Yeah, so that's that's gross. such a, Why? like, I guess that's supposed, to, that's supposed to say that he's a badass. No, just man up and swallow it whole. That's what takes yeah, a real, right? real iron constitution. Yeah, now your mouth just tastes like aspirin for the next 30 minutes, <laughs> and that's no good. Um, so he apologizes to Alex and says, it is all my fault. You're right to hold it against me. Now let's fuck. And she's like, well, that's the magic key to my vagina. And, um, then they like, start well, to... I've got the vagina open. How about I put a baby in there? <laughs> and she's like, oh no, he really is crazy. Yeah. And she's gone. Um, so then when Alex leaves the room, she see she runs into Claudia in the, in the hotel hallway. The elevators are all out. And Claudia says... Uh, this can't be hell because you're wearing terrible knockoff clothing. Yeah, and if I'd it were, I'd be wearing it. Yeah. 
Uh, Naomi did some, I thought, uh, pretty creepy there. She did something with her neck. Yeah. That was like, you know, it's kind of like slightly it's askew. like forward and, then, and tilted. Yeah. It yeah. was, you know, so, uh, just standard uh, horror craft. But Maybe her eyes were a little glassier. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I'm sure they, they removed some frames to make it look like it happened very abruptly, too. Yeah. So she turns to, or she leaves, and then Holden appears at the end of the hallway. And he actually stays this time, whereas with his sister and his dad, he always ran away. Um, so he stays, and she goes up to him and realizes that Scarlet was not lying this whole time, and she was actually her favorite child. That's not what happened. And he says, <laughs> hi, Mommy. What and do you then think? he just rips her throat right out. Yeah, so Alex is dead. So we're done with that, right? I don't know. Okay. Maybe maybe Alex will be the new vampire queen. There's going to be a battle for the baby souls or something. <laughs> Except for Alex doesn't give a shit about kids. She just gives a shit about Holden. So that won't work. No, it won't. Maybe he did rip her throat out. That would have been a scary thing to lead with the commercial. Like just him blurring. On, you know. Yeah. There's a mystery. What happened to Alex? Does anyone <laughs> care? So we go back to Iris's room where, per Iris's request, Sally is going to be the one to kill her and fulfill that wish. Going to give her a hot shot. And as Sally is apt to do, I'm learning that she's got patterns that she likes. Mm -hmm. She wants to know her story and she wants details. So well, so part of that was for voyeuristic purposes and part of that was also to de decide if she has some unfinished business because that seems to be one of the rules of the hotel that if you die with unfinished business you come back i don't and the, the thing is i don't know what to make of that rule because sally's an idiot if she doesn't think that iris has unfinished business this thing with her boy screams unfinished business yeah like it's not about what you want. Like, yes, Kathy Bates in this moment wants the sweet release of death, but she has un she has red in her ledger, man. She's got unfinished business, so she's going to be ripped back to this er earthly plane, whether she likes it or not, is yeah. my interpretation. Right. So, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, she's like all these victims that they're draining of blood, don't they have unfinished business? To wit revenge on the people that killed them like yeah. i feel like that there's like multiple layers of ghosts haunting each other and in, in some kind of beautiful circle of life <laughs> going on um so she says that i don't have a story about why i want to die i have no reason to live and she promises that uh she has no unfinished business like you said and so she gives her enough heroin to kill an army or to get an army high. Mm -hmm. Which is enough to make Kathy Bates sleepy. Just sleepy. She's been doing this a long time. And that's why I'm... Yeah, right? <laughs> Iris has been riding a horse a long time, apparently. <laughs> so we go to Ramona Royale's Marble Palace. And Donovan wakes up in the middle of a... Or she begins a blood transfusion as he wakes up. Yeah, it looks like they're just doing some kind of cleaning. Like yeah, she's trying to clean the drugs like out of his system. I don't know. They they had this thing hooked up to the kids last episode. I don't I don't understand how this how this works with the Glampire ecosystem, but I'm sure all will be revealed in the fullness of time. <laughs> and we get a really cool montage of Royona Ramona Royale's really awesome seventies movies. Her black exploitation career. Yeah. Which looks fully awesome. In fact, uh you take you take uh, Angela Bassett 
and you put her in Silky Fine, the movie, right now, I will watch it. Yeah. If you start filming it right now, release it next year, I will. I, my ass will be in the seats and I will watch that movie. That movie <laughs> looks fully awesome. It does. Anytime. I'll watch it. So uh, she's got a very successful career, except for the fact that she's black in a time That's when thing. people aren't She had a, cool she had a, a successful black exploitation career. She's wanting to break into the mainstream. And it's yeah. like, whoa, we need white women for that. <laughs> so she's meeting with a producer, I take it, Mr. Samuels. Is this mm. a real character I or a real I person? Don't, I don't know. Could be. She wants to get Jane Fonda's role in the movie Coming Home mm-hmm. as Sally Hyde. Have you ever seen that? Nope. Uh Spoiler alert, she didn't get the role. Mm. <laughs> so he says, well, if you come up to my room, we'll have a drink and maybe we'll talk about this more. Yeah, he's just going to take advantage of yeah. her. Uh, but Elizabeth arrives and tells this man that he needs to leave uh, now. GTFO. Which is really cool. So this... I'm sure the 20 years that we missed out on was a really awesome relationship. We and gotta... I actually loved how they showed them together and then growing emotionally distant and apart. Like you see the whole life cycle of a Lady Gaga glampire relationship yeah. told through three seconds of fashion montage. Yeah, it was and awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was all... This whole sequence is Murphy at the height of his powers. Yep. So we see the montage, and then uh, Prophet Moses, the rapper, appears, and Ramona says that Mo was a great love of her life. So I don't know how to interpret that, because I feel like that she was fully in love with Elizabeth. And if you had given 20 more years to their relationship, would he have still been the great love of her life? Well, that's the thing. Like, And I feel like Elizabeth probably cooled on her. Like, yeah, that seems like her pattern, and that's kind of how I interpreted it after I watched that scene a couple times. That it was Gaga kind of turning away and lit and uh, Foxy Cleopatra or whatever. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Ramona Royale. Royale. Ramona Royale, kind of like, all right, fine. And then she, you know, when she wasn't getting any kind of emotional or physical fulfillment from Gaga anymore, Prophet Moses shows up, mm-hmm. and he does look pretty awesome. Yeah, he does. He's like stacked and built and he's got blue eyes yeah? Eyes, yeah which is like that's always when you see that combination uh it's just so, so striking right it's like yeah this is an interesting person that i can't rip my eyes off of yeah so she decides that she's gonna have and keep moses and she turns him but seconds after she turns him she finds that elizabeth has killed everyone in that recording studio and then kills moses instantly which I guess you have to practice with your glampire powers because Moses is the ta- tad slow. Yeah. Did they get like super strength or speed or what is it? I don't know, man, because that's another. Uh, like again, again, these aren't vampires, so it's hard to make hasty. Ra- but how do you kill an entire room? A full traditional of people? V- vampire power is the older you get, the more the, and the more practice with your powers, the stronger you get. So it would make sense that a newborn vampire. Uh, would be or a crew of humans could be easily taken down by a hundred year old vampire again right. if she was a vampire but she's not this is the, who knows what the rules of glamperism is <laughs> so that appears to be the end of the relationship until now so present day ramona says i don't want to kill you i don't give a shit about you i just need an end to kill all of her children and take away what she took from me and he says i was dumped last tuesday and she says oh well please leave I've made a fool of myself. <laughs> um, Can we talk before we move on? Yes. Right around this commercial, 
break, there um, was what I can only describe as a man living out his dog's bucket list. This dog is 13 years old. He's got gray in his muzzle, and he's going around, and he's, like, letting him chew on a fine leather shoe, and he's introducing him to that bitch that he used to have the hot, <laughs> the heats for when the he was two fine. years old and, like, all this stuff. And it's, like, the the context of, at the end of this, there's something bad wrong with this dog. He's going to be put down. Yes. Like, this, this commercial, after I've seen it, like, six times now, is... As sad in its way as any Sarah McLaughlin nightmare. It is. Like, I feel like I'm I'm about three more watches away from fully on sobbing as soon as... Like, I feel like they cut the scene at the end where he's driving home alone. Yeah, or, or with like, or the bag, you know, with, with the... <laughs> A box of ashes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Terrible. But this is the, is the commercial that escaped from the Super Bowl this year. Uh, oh, is you remember it? Remember how hard the Super Bowl tried to make us cry? Oh, right, yes. With the... Yeah. Can I make you cry with a daddy coming home from the war? Can I make you cry with a daddy giving his daughter away at college? Do pack of frat boys? Can I make it's like can I make you cry with a little boy about to get killed in the car wreck? Can I, it's like fuck, yes. stop trying to make me cry watching football. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, people. Yeah. It was rough. Get this get your sad dog suicide commercial out of my American horror. I don't yeah. want to feel anything like that. It that's a strange thing to just drop on us like that. Yeah. It's like, this is all sweet and funny in the dog selfie, but it's like, it's a bucket list for a 13-year-old dog, man. This dog doesn't end This doesn't end well. No. No, because the dog dies. <sighs> I feel like we should add that to that um, website, doesthedogdie.com. Subaru <sighs> commercial, 2015. Yes. Uh, dog is dead. I think Lady Gaga should step in, open her veins, let the dog drink. This dog should live forever. That dog deserves to all live dogs. forever. All That's dogs a good should live boy. forever. Yeah. Immortality is wasted on the vampires. It should be given <laughs> to the dogs. Oh, I'm going to cry. Okay, so Donovan returns to the hotel, goes straight to... Now, we don't know this, but do you think that he now has a mission to infiltrate to... He's he's a, effectively working for Ramona? No. Really? Yeah. But that would be the she smart cut play. Him loose. To... She said, "You are of no use to me." And cut but him that's loose. that's yes, that's he's a got his reaction. Own, but he's got his own reasons to be right. Out for Elizabeth. I'm saying that these people are natural allies, and there's no way that he's going back to the hotel just for the stated reasons that he is infiltrating it. And maybe he's working with Ramona, maybe he's not. But if they're not eventually working together, I will be gobsmacked. In this scene, I believe that his reason for returning to the hotel is he had a near-death experience and wants to be with his mom and apologize. Right? I guess, but that's some weak shit, Donovan. Stand for No, okay, so he returns to the hotel because he ha- says he has nowhere else to go, and then Liz Taylor makes him feel guilty for how the, the way he treated his mom. And it's like, hello, you've been witnessing... Yeah, he says your mom's off. And that's the thing. It's like, Russell Edgington, I love you. You know I love you. I love you and your forked penis and your gay vampire routine. But this whole no one will ever love you as much as she does, man. That's bullshit. There is nothing less relatable than having a truly awful parent. Not awful in the sense of he didn't, they didn't buy me a car on my 16th birthday. Awful like neglect, mistreatment, psychological and physical abuse. Yes. And, and for people who have the opinion that you should always love your parents yes, no matter it's what. Blood. You can't have you'll never have another family. Well, some people would be better off. Yeah. Like and no amount of well meaning platitudes is going to overwrite their real, very real experience with the life that they've had. Yes. Some parents just are very parasitic. Your mom, Iris, uh-huh. and Alex. <laughs> yes. 
So, had Holden come into to be an adult, I could see this exact same relationship playing out again. Sure. Um, so Liz Taylor says, there are no pity parties in my bar, and you Except don't know Except for the shit. one I'm about to inflict on you. Yeah. And uh, so that drives Donovan to go to uh, Iris's room. Yep. So Sally is in the room, puts a mirror under her nose to see if she's still breathing, and she weakly says, I'm not dead. That's our morning routine every day. Yeah. You get the mirror out, and I'm we, like, not, not whoever yet. Whoever wakes up first has to check, yeah. <laughs> not yet. Um, one of these days, I'll get you. So she says, well, plan B. Plan B stands for baggy. <laughs> so she... Which I thought that was pretty chilling. Like, yeah. Uh, just the physical, so the the physical gag of putting the physical gag of putting the physical bag on Kathy Bates's head and her like sucking in it in and out and it's yeah. fogging. It's just, that was pretty horrific. Well, and chilling. It's just it's chilling. It was because the way that Sally watches her was yeah was a very interesting sure. performance. Like she's kind of horrified, but uh-huh. she's like you Fast. can see her mouth twitching like into a smile a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. She's just fascinated. She loves this. She's all about it. So Donovan shows up and interrupts her fun, um, and he turns her into a glampire. So now Sally is stuck with them all forever. Do you think that next episode, Kathy Bates is going to be like full-on uh, Oscar ceremony? Kathy Bates, she's going to look fabulous, and she's going to have her hair all done. Yeah. And she's not going to be wearing glasses. And uh, some, some change has to happen. Like, you become your most perfect self, yeah. right? Yeah. But is that your most perfect self at the time of your death? So you're like locked in. Yeah, like the best the... you can look with what sure. you got. Sure, that was the thing. Like in True Blood, where we met the one vampire who was kind of a sad sack. Yeah. And... Oh, uh, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah, and he got name. transformed, and he wasn't a beautiful, ethereal. I mean, he had all the strengths of the vampire, but like right. this is as good as I get. Like, this is my best. Yeah. Just here, just doing it. <laughs> She's glad I got invited. <laughs> right. Before you turn me, can I have six months off to like at least lose all this this fat? Yeah. And Just let me work on this. Let me fix it. Maybe up a I can get bit. some uh, hair club for men action going. Like I, I, I need I, this is a fixer upper if I'm going to be locked into this configuration for all eternity. Right. But no, I wonder if she's going to be if she's going to follow the glampire. She's going to be the same old dowdy kind of Iris. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Or should we roll on the feedback? I think we should roll on the feedback. You can send us feedback to ahs at baldmove.com or on the forums at forums.baldmove.com. You did it. I did it. Perfect intro and outro. Alpha Hotel Sierra at baldmove.com. <laughs> uh, Michelle from California says, my heart, oh, see, this is, uh, this, is the, this is the opposite take from what I had. My heart broke for Iris in that showdown with Donovan. She truly does love him. I can see being embarrassed by certain things as you're growing up and kids are little jerks like the too much fiber incident. But wow, he was really heartless and cruel towards her. And to which I can only say is like, I sure, can see getting that. Sure, she really loves him, but he was right. It's all about her own selfishness. Yeah. And like I said, it's like if you if you watch that from one point of view and get that reaction, I can see it. But if you watch it from another and like listen to what he's actually saying, this isn't like, oops, I crapped my pants. This is... You broke up with my dad, something I didn't want you to do, and I wasn't down for, and you're trying to make my dad out to be a horrible monster, which we have no evidence for. Then you joined the cult, and then you made a other series of decisions that are not in my best interest, like, hey, let's get an apartment together off Craig's. I mean, come on. 
Like th- that's that's a petty thing there, but they're hinting at some real abuse going on. Right. I mean, he. It sounds like he was trying to escape her, and she followed him to this hotel. And he's an adult; he's a grown ass adult. Mm-hmm. And she's following to him, following him to a hotel where he's just trying to get high. It's it's a strange dynamic. That's what we've seen of them before this incident, and now they've been stuck in this hotel forever yeah. together. And he needs to just go away. Yeah, like I don't know he why he's just... put up with this for twenty years. Maybe this is something I don't know. We. We'll we'll get more information about it. To hopefully, we'll crystallize this. But uh, Michelle continues. Go, Liz Taylor. Or, oh shoot! I for some reason I had a stroke midway through saying that. <laughs> Mid sentence. Uh, go, Liz Taylor, with that gown. While I'm at it, go, Angela Bassett, with that everything. Uh, she yeah. says, "Is it wrong that I'm not entirely invested with the John John's wife Scarlett Holden thing?" Nope. And it's all because of Alex being completely unrelatable in my mind. I just, I like John and Scarlett. I think they're cute. I like John and Scarlett, too. I think they're amazing. But Holden is a creepy little kid because he's designed to be. Alex is a creepy mom because I guess she's designed to be, too. So that doesn't leave a lot to hold on to. To Holden on to. So Alex should become a little, or a vampire herself, and then her and Holden should run off together. Yeah. Boom. Wrap that up. Let the right one in style. Uh, Michelle's final thought is, I want to be the Countess for Halloween. I think you can make that happen. I think you could do, uh, there's several looks that she have that wouldn't be that hard to do. Really? I think so. You need a platinum blonde wig and yeah. some slinky white dresses. Ooh, and go as, you know, Lady Gaga as, wait, Lady Gaga as Elizabeth as Lady Godiva. Three costumes. <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah. Right? Or you could go with the Liz Taylor look. Just shave your head. Get some cheap costume jewelry and some some slinky flowing robes. I should tell my mom robes. to do that. Oh, your mom could do that. Her <laughs> mom just recovered from uh, breast cancer and a double mastectomy, and she's still very much bald, but recover. <laughs> she could actually pull that look off. Yeah, she could. She could totally rock. She would that. love that. Oh my god, you should drop her. I in. hope she's listening. Just right. do it, mom. Uh, have from connect connect get it, get it, get it. Uh, hopefully we get a backstory for Dennis O'Hare soon. I wonder whether he's a ghost or an immortal or just some weird guy who's employed as the bartender. Yeah, I, we are with child to figure out what the deal, his deal is. And so evidence against him being just some dude is that he looked identical 20 years ago. Are we talking about Liz Taylor? Yes. Yes. Russell Edgington. So Russell Edgington. Sorry. I'm pretty sure he's some kind of creature, but there's several classes of long-lived immortal ghost creature in this hotel right and i'm not sure which of of uh him which of he is someone that fully manifests at all times like he's not like an addiction monster that just pops up at certain times right he's exactly like sally sally i don't believe is a vampire no but she's definitely immortal because her teeth shattered and then she instantly regrew them so so there's this other tenuous connection of characters or people who die in or around the hotel that are trapped there forever with their unfinished business. Mm. So Sally very well could be like a ghost. But I think that's how Sally ended up there too. So could Liz Taylor also been someone who's died there? Sure. Yeah, totally. I'm not altogether unconvinced that they're not ghosts that can also manifest. Oh no, I, that's what I'm saying. Appear and disappear out of, but like there's different, like, like, um, JPM seems the type of like, 
apparition that has to be kind of summoned or he does, just doesn't walk around with a corporeal body all the time. Right. And Sally can disappear, too, because we saw her do that in the elevator. But they seem to kind Ms. of... Miss Evers also, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's all around a lot, dead. too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Again, we d- I'm not sure exactly right. what. And is the addiction monster actually ghost or is that actually like some demon it, of addiction? His name is the addiction demon. Ah, so that would imply that he never was a, a mortal human. It's, right. it's some, some kind of malignant spirit. Yeah. Attached to Sally. All right. Uh, he'd also like to make an official fan prediction, Hefwood. John is the Ten Commandments killer, or at least directly involved in it. And I have a great expl- explanation for a phone call he got from TCK, but we already know he loses control and he blacks out when he drinks. The Oscar is mailed from his own hotel. He knows a lot of things about the TCK's mo and i think it's well within ahs's wheelhouse to have that kind of spin on things that that would be a that's a hot take that i like all that and like it'd be funny if he actually during his blackout session conspired with sally to have b texted so he's led he's giving clues his fugue state is giving clues to his conscious state to catch himself right that's pretty cool who else would have better resources to do those kinds of things than a police detective. Sure. Sure, it's a perfect crime. Amy says, finally, something to enjoy. I'm looking forward to a Death Becomes Her style showdown between Angela Bassett and Lady Gaga. Yes. Pitting those two against each other is going to give the series some much-needed structure, and hopefully we'll get some interesting insight into Holden and the other kids, if that's who she is going to go in after. I The Death Becomes Her, I think, is... Like, that's great, because that's... So Death Becomes Her, that was Bette Midler and... No, that was Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, ah. And, uh, Bette and Midler Bruce wasn't Willis. there? No. You sure? Nope, yep. Okay. And they were um, women that were immortal because of some magic makeup that had blood in it, maybe? No. It's been a long time <laughs> since no. I've seen this. That um, There was a woman that they went to go visit who required, like everything from you and then you drank this vial and you became immortal mm-hmm. but your body could still decay that's and yeah so like they there was a lot of really cool visual gags like they had holes blown through them yes. that they were trying to plaster over and yeah and they literally faces. spackle it was kind of um it was a prescient look at i think a, a satirical look at the lengths people will go to to keep young and plastic surgery and makeup and yep. all those things that's exactly it and it would be, and then by the t- by the end of the movie, they're just like held together by bailing wire and spit, and yeah, there's a rough. lot of visual gags around that, and I think that yeah. would be kind of instead of makeup, they're carrying around cans of spray paint to touch up, and yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be pretty funny, and yeah, uh, let's move on to D. I love Evan Peters, but he looks just so ridiculous this season, like a kid dressed up in an old timey man clothes. They should have cast Finn Whitrock in that role. No. He, he can do creepy retro, but he actually looks like a grown man. I don't know why, but I just really don't like Finn Whitrock. I like him. I liked him as the dandy last season. Yeah, I like him as a dandy and as a as a pain in the ass uh, supermodel brat. 
but I couldn't see him doing anything serious because uh, he's just he's so he's so annoying to me that it's working with the roles he's been in. But that's like saying you couldn't see the kid that plays Joffrey as anything else because he's Joffrey. Well, I mean, he's just a really good actor playing that role. I feel like that I saw him be kind of charming last season when he's trying to seduce the conjoined twins. So I think he's got more that he could do. Although I think who should have been cast to play JPM is John Waters. The director. Oh, yeah. Because he fucking already looks. You wouldn't have to make him up or just wheel him in and probably in this, who this character and his pencil is based mustache on and have him smile and say these smarmy lines and it would be creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. That's 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 who you cast. And plus I feel like that that's something that Ryan Murphy would, would think would be cool too, having John Waters on the show. Maybe he'll make a guest appearance. Maybe John Waters didn't isn't down down for. Although he appeared in a stupid Saturday Night Live skit making fun of how creepy he is. Yeah. So I think he's down with gags on based on his own appearance. I mean have you seen his movies? Yeah. He I he gets it. He gets camp. Yeah. Uh so yeah. I'm I don't like Evan Peters. I think so. Maybe that's the difference. Like, I don't like Evan Peters. I'm pleasantly surprised with the performance he's doing. But no, he does not look like an adult. He does look like an 18 year old playing playing dress up. Well, okay. But I'm not expecting much out of him. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to say? Young is can't get. Those, those <laughs> weren't real words. No, they but weren't. That were as close to the outros we're going to get. Uh, anything else you would like to say? No. All right. Well, again, feedback, ahs at baldmove.com or forums.baldmove.com. We'll be back next week for the next episode. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya.